Hello and welcome to the Playmakers Corner podcast. I am one of your hosts, Cody Stoffer. I'm your other co-host, Simon Villanos. And I am Liam Hughes. And here on episode zero, we are going to debut the Playmakers Corner podcast. This is recorded on August 29th, 2020. And this is a special episode because A, it's the debut of our new podcast and it's going to be addressing some things that we want to address and recent events during this past week in sport and what that means for the youth. But first we want to start off with we're going to start off by discussing the legacy of actor Chadwick Bosman and the role model that he was. This was a pretty tough loss that happened just yesterday on August 28th. And, you know, I, I felt this one kind of hard because we, we've talked about this before when we were called the cycle and we're going to talk about it a lot more here on the Playmakers Corner. But representation is monumental, especially to the youth. And that's exactly what Chadwick was. He was an absolute inspiration and role model in the roles that he played from Jackie Robinson to James Brown to Thurgood Marshall, Thurgood Marshall, and also the Marvel superhero Black Panther. And, you know, I remember how big all of those movies were when they came out and how important they were to this, to our society and communities. So definitely wanted to speak on that. Um, what were some thoughts you guys had on Chadwick's late legacy and, um, you know, just how important he was? Uh, Simon, if you want. Sure. I'll start off. Um, so Chadwick Boseman, honestly, he's an icon. You know, I feel like he's a very low-key, I guess, icon in terms of like this last generation right and i think it's because like it all kind of just went by so quickly because i don't know like i'm trying to think of the first movie of his that i watched and i'm pretty sure it it's called the express aka the ernie davis story so this movie is basically about the first african-american uh, heisman winner and so chadwick didn't play ernie davis he played floyd the floyd little the guy who was supposed to be like the next guy up over at Syracuse and whatnot. And so that's where I first saw him in. That's the first movie I saw him in back in 2008. Dang, that was 12 years ago. Like that in general, that movie is actually pretty underrated. So I checked that out and that was a very good, very well done movie. Um, a ton of great stories there as well, because uh, up until this movie, I didn't know that Jim Brown did not win the Heisman back in college because of racism basically so yeah but chadwick was a part of this story and you know he was a part of many other ones like uh 42 the jackie robinson story that's an iconic movie for sure arguably one of the best depictions of jackie robinson like in media in media in general right um at least in my opinion and i'm not even a baseball guy so that's like i don't know i feel like that's like huge right you know, because it is kind of like one of those iconic baseball movies to me. Am I wrong there, or am I right? No, no, you're right. You're completely right. Big okay, time. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And so, and then obviously, you know, he was in plenty of other movies, like uh, that Third Good Marshall movie. Um, he played. Oh wait, hold up. Wasn't there another movie outside of Black Panther that he was in as well? I'm like blanking out. Get yeah. on up. The on up. James Brown story. And also, yeah. he was also in draft day, by the way. 
wasn't drafted. He played one of the prospects. Yeah. I think. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. He did. Yes, the linebacker. Yeah. And so he was honestly all over the place. And I mean, if you look at some of the characters he played, you know, he was playing iconic, you know, African American legends, honestly, you know, people who have paved the way. And, you know, for him to bring that to life in movies is is huge, right? And so, and honestly, you like obviously there are other actors that have done that as well, but at least for I would say our generation, because you know, he really got started in like you know the mid 2000s i would say that type that that kind of uh timeline i guess up until now like i feel like for our generation he was huge right like he depicted all of these big time you know like like legends from history you know that have continued to pave the way for all people of color and then obviously as well as the african african american community as well and then but yeah, but uh, Black Panther coming out, like, I remember the hype around that. And there are definitely people, like, here, I'm not going to let this go, because there are definitely people saying, like, oh, well, Black Panther is going to be overrated. And because, you know, it's it's just a, one of those, you know, race bait type of things is what, you know, the right wing media was basically saying. And, you know, it ended up being much better than that. And but to a degree... It also, you know, exceeded expectations, and and it and it didn't just stop with Black Panther. It continued on as well with, um, you know, the the Endgame. Well, gee, that's not a thing. The two, you know, the last two movies in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe outside of the Spider-Man one, at least in the Phase One um, or Phase Two era. So, you know, him being just a big part of that and representing people of color in general. Yeah, so I, I can't even... And then so all those movies before Black Panther were a huge deal, right? But then Black Panther came around, and that was that was everything. And not even the movie. I'd say the character first, because he was in Civil War. Yes. Yeah. That was his first... Yeah, he was in Civil War. And then you know, he was he was a big deal um, in all of that. And it, it was a big deal at the time, obviously, because he was like the first person of color... Uh, that got to play a superhero basically at least in the marvel cinematic universe i would say i can't really think of anybody else i mean i guess you could throw in nick fury but he's not like a superhero you know he's more of like a background character just being honest so he, there you go he got his own movie because like falcon didn't have his own movie yeah that too and neither or did fury so or war machine so and so it was a big deal right and he was featured and i do remember you know, leading up to Black Panther, a lot of right-wing media people were saying that it would be, yes, only popular or good because it was race-baiting, right? Like, they're really going to play on the color card, is what they were basically saying. And, you know, that's it is as racist as it sounds because it did end up exceeding expectations, I would say, even that were set before. And, you know, it was, it was awesome and it was great on every... I, okay maybe i wouldn't say every level some of those special effects were a lo little wonky but that's not his fault but like in general the story was fantastic you know the tech was great like the fight scenes were awesome it was very versatile and, you know and he killed it you know and everyone was looking forward to black to a black panther 2 3 whatever and then obviously he was in the infinity series which you know um he was a he played a huge role in i would say because you know that first I guess major battle in that series took place in Wakanda, right? Which and which he is he was the king of. Then, you know, the next one, um a huge battle, like he was like one of the first ones out of the portal, if I'm remembering. And so that was crazy as well. And so 
guess I don't know, like all all of that, like he became like a pop icon type. I mean, Black Panther became was a pop icon, but like he kind of enhanced that by bringing it to life, you know, and playing it so well as the king of Wakanda and whatnot. And you know, for a lot of people of color, that means the world to them, you know, because that's representation that honestly, you know, Hollywood has. Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna be honest. Sometimes failed to um, picked, you know. In, in a while at least superhero movies wise like obviously you know you have biopics and whatnot like he was in before but superhero movie wise like really can't think of another like major like really good superhero movie you know from the past decades that featured you know a person of color like that or that featured a, a predominantly whole cast of people of color like that with him being like the ringleader of it all you know like the star of the whole movie and so that is something that you know not only this generation, but future generations is going to, you know, appreciate for forever, honestly, because this is only the beginning of that. And I'm excited to see, you know, where that, where, you know, where the industry goes with that. But, you know, the industry is definitely losing one of its leaders and I guess biggest icons in Chadwick Boseman. So I completely agree. Is it my, do you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think I was the first person. Was I the first person to tell you, Cody? Yeah, I found out from you. Yeah, and I the text that I sent Cody was, "Our king is dead." Dang. And you know that I think that might just need to be all that I should say about it, or all that I really can say about it. You know, he was he was the king. I loved him. I know that Cody loved him. He was like awesome, and he had this this like gravitas about him. Um, that I don't know. He was a special actor, a special guy, and he was doing a lot of important stuff, doing a lot of important, um, like historical representations of very important African American or African origin uh, people in history. Like he was supposed to do Yasuke in 2021, which was in pre-production. I don't think that will be made, or maybe they'll find a new actor. Um, but it was supposed to be the his the uh, the representation of the first and only known samurai of African origin. So just great stuff. I think the only movie I didn't like of his was Gods of Egypt, but that wasn't because of him. That was just because it's kind of a bad movie. Yeah, it wasn't well made, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't know. I love the guy. And. I miss him already, and I'm, I'm sad that he only got to do, like, basically less than 15 movies, around 10 movies of, like, while he was, you know, really super popular and getting great roles and getting important roles. And I think we're all going to miss him. Dang. Yeah, that's crazy made, to think about. He made his impact in every single role he played, though. Yeah, and he really I did. think that's what's important for... You know us to know and for for you know the the generations that watched him and were inspired by him you know that impact will never go away right the first time that a, a black panther movie comes out right and you get inspired by it or watching the jackie robinson story or you know being reminded of commercially you know uh, like being able to sell and distribute co like commercial theater movies right 
that reach a wide audience for people to see and be inspired by is what is what i'm trying to say is like it he was able to fill theaters right on stories that were important for representation so yeah yeah absolutely and you know i think y'all would agree in saying that you know he is one of the better actors and icons of our generation at least because i feel like and just reading, you know, through some of the stuff that he did and whatnot, like as his career was taking off, we were growing up with it, you know? And so yeah. that like I feel like adds extra onto it. Cause I feel like when it comes at least this is my personal opinion as a person of color. When it comes to, you know, actors and you know, uh directors and stuff like that, I feel like Chadwick Bozeman, um oh my gosh, I forgot his first name, but Kubler, you know, the director, he's he's a legend in himself. And Michael B. Jordan, for sure, are like some of the top guys, most iconic guys that have paved the way for at least for our generation. And obviously, you know, we have the Samuel L. Jacksons of the world and um, the uh, Herman Boone from Remember the Titans. Denzel what? Washington. Denzel Washington. Yeah. Denzel, I'm sorry, not Morgan Freeman. Y'all are, but, but Morgan also Freeman Morgan too, Freeman. Yeah, yeah, but also Morgan. Yeah. And so I feel like those actors, you know, the Denzels, Morgans, and you know Samuel Jacksons of the world. You know, those were the actors of the '90s, right? Or the representate, like the represent, the representers of people of color were actors in the '90s primarily, I would say. And then, you know, Michael B. Jordan and uh, Chadwick Boseman are some of the more iconic, you know people of color actors poc actors of our generation at least in the early 2000s uh, 2010s types right so yeah i don't know like it it hurts and, for sure because it's like you know we we did grow up with his career and obviously you know we still have plenty of other up-and-coming you know great uh, actors and whatnot from from many different backgrounds but you know chadwick boseman was definitely you know somewhat one of the first you know actors that i became a fan of in general so there you go sorry were you saying something liam go ahead oh i just want to say you know i can't leave out like lupita nyong'o and uh you know the other i'm blanking on names right now which is dumb of me but you know other really important African i know yeah i know who you're talking about actresses yeah yeah no I'll, of course and you can't i mean like i mean you can't forget about him you know um they're i mean they're part of this next generation of actors as well for sure yeah you know i, I was just talking about chadwick but like you know and you know, i guess putting it in perspective from chadwick boseman's uh you know uh impact on the game and whatnot on the industry yeah. i would say so yeah yeah oh absolutely you can't you can't ever forget them um, but you know he'll be missed and you know he made an impact that went beyond entertainment you know and it was something that that a lot of people should look up to because you know he wasn't just an actor right just like how athletes just aren't athletes right like he he did more for plenty of communities and you know opened up opportunities just by being in movies right and just by being amazing at what he's doing right cody yeah absolutely and i think that that's a great transition you know to uh kind of not move on but not move on because gone but not forgotten Chadwick Boseman um always and uh we we will always remember him and as far as today and actions that we will continue to remember past this point in other realms 
It were the protests and boycotts and sit-outs and postponement of games this past week across basically all Major League Sports in America. Some more participative than others, but specifically it being kicked off by the Milwaukee Bucks boycott of Game 5 against the Orlando Magic. They never even took the court specifically and the rest of the league followed suit the nba canceled all of the games for wednesday the wnba canceled their games for wednesday but not before taking the court in you know the, in their form of protest being writing the name jacob blake across their shirts with seven bullet holes in their backs of their shirts and um, some MLB games being canceled on Wednesday with more being canceled on Thursday and the NHL postponing all of their games Thursday as well as Friday, the NBA canceling their games Thursday and Friday as well. So lots of news on that front and, you know, NBA players taking control of their platform as athletes and then asking more of their league of their players association, of their coaches, and of their staffers to use their platform for a good cause. As in response to the shooting of Jacob Blake this within the past couple of weeks and also in response to the domestic terrorism from Kyle, I don't even want to say his last name because he doesn't deserve to be recognized, but in response to you know, the the lack of outrage from that and to also fuel the fact that the cop, the cops who shot Jacob Blake seven times are not fired or being processed fast enough. Um, just kind of wanted to get some of your guys' thoughts on this past week. I obviously, uh, I was pretty moved by it and pretty inspired and change actually came out of it in a couple of leagues. Um, you know, the leagues that we'd be expecting it to come from. But what were some of your guys' thoughts? I think it was really uh, necessary. And I, I'm not sure if they went far enough with it. I know that they want to play the game and they want to finish out the series and they want to finish out the playoffs. But at some point, like, I think almost everything needs to stop if this just continues and it's going to continue. You know, I think we need to draw attention to it. It's like, well, what does it matter if we have an, an NBA playoffs or, an, you know, an NBA championship? If, if black men keep just getting murdered in the streets. Well, I do want to say one thing. The NBA didn't return to play until the NBA and the NBA Players Association um, bonded and actually put in policy changes and expectations for every single team and players and formed like a coalition for social justice. So they put action behind their time off. That's, That's the fair. reason they're coming back. Whereas I don't see that same thing happening with the NHL, with the MLB, no way. No. And with the uh, NFL, also definitely no way. But there were some 
still some very powerful demonstrations from those other sports too. Um, one, one that was especially powerful to me was during the Mets Marlins game on Thursday, they, it was supposed to be Jackie Robinson day. Actually, man, everything is just happening so close, right? Um, it's supposed to be Jackie Robinson day, which is normally in April, but they pushed back because of the pandemic and they took the field for 42 seconds and then they walked off, didn't play their game, and a Black Lives Matter shirt was left on home plate. I also thought that that was a strong message, while also still being a good salutations to one of the most influential and important civil rights heroes in Jackie Robinson fighting to break the color barrier in baseball, and which was then a domino for the color barrier to be broken in a ton of other places. I completely agree, and I, you know, I did. I did like what we saw. I would have liked to have seen more, um, and I understand why they've they've continued to or they've decided to go forward with playing. Um, and I don't hold it against them. It's just like I I would have liked to see more. You know, I I want change now, <laughs> and I know everybody else does, but it's like I don't know. I'm personally of the mind that it's like well. Why can't we just stop everything until we get change? Until we get the change that we need. That's fair. Um, here, feel free to fact check me on this. I tried looking up, you know, when, you know, if there's has been boycotts or something like this for professional sports leagues in the past, and you know how that affected social issues in general if it did any and um i couldn't really find much anything significant like this right um and like i said feel free to fact check me you know i did try to look it up but it's kind of a tricky it's a pretty broad like you know search too so it's not exactly the easiest one as well but uh i i feel like like i agree you know i think the nba could have done a little bit more for going Going back to play and whatnot, but I do think that this is a pretty big step because something this magnitude hasn't even happened before, you know. And we could talk about you know the culture of owners and sports and you know culture of football, basketball, hockey, whatever, all you want, you know. But you know, there's let's just be real. There is a reason why that something like this hasn't happened before, and you know it is 2020. So it is kind of sad to see that this is one of the first times this has happened. But, you know, this is a turning point in history when it comes to pro athletes and their influence on on their communities. Right. Because I think. I think a lot of a lot of people have the misconception that, you know, because there are a high number of people of color in, in multiple sports leagues that, you know, systematic racism doesn't exist because, you know, obviously they were successful. Right. Uh, let's be real to make it as a pro athlete not you could take out race in general but just to make it as a pro athlete is tough right and mm-hmm. add in you know if you are a person of color or somebody with less privilege then those opportunities are much much harder to come by now at that point you're playing a game of chance rather than relying on your own hard work right and obviously you always gotta work hard and that's gonna be you know the base of making it to the pro leagues but you know, sometimes it does take a little bit of luck. So let's just keep that in mind. Uh, 
being let's just being honest you know um i do believe that people of color don't get some of the same sporting opportunities as you know other people just say that and so that's an argument i've heard a lot and i feel like a lot of people do expect that those athletes who go pro you know just start pumping money back into their communities which yeah you know some most definitely do and it makes a difference but for being honest at the end of the day um you could put as much money as you want into a community you could you know do as many visits as you want into a community but less the government and the system changes and that money may not be put to as good of a use as you'd want right and so to cause that change you know you got to vote and you got to hit the polls and you got to make sure you put people in there who do have the best interest of not just people of color in general but of everyone in mind no matter you know i guess privilege and race or whatever right but specifically you know you got to have somebody in there that actually wants change for all people you know and i am calling out you know racist uh lawmakers and you know politicians as well because that's something that's existed for far too long and their time is it's gonna be coming to an end pretty soon here to be honest or at least we're working towards that direction so i really like the fact that you know nba players got um got you know their owners to basically accept and how should i say this yeah basically accept the fact that yo or compromise and accept the fact that look we're gonna turn our nba arenas into voting centers and whatnot for this election and that's gonna be huge because that's already 30 different voting centers that'll provide plenty of space for social distancing you know and and it's another voting center opened up because there are voting centers or how should i say this there are voting centers and policies around the nation that do uh what's the word suppress voter rights i think that's it right so yes. voter suppression that's what it is yeah and so you know having that extra option that means something to these communities that means something to these communities with people of color specifically you know and so that's a huge change and you know obviously pumping money into communities that's always a good thing especially if it's for a good cause but you know giving people who may not have had that opportunity to make a real change you know and to vote people out and vote the right people in uh, for some people that may not that's a privilege that they haven't experienced yet in life and so for nba players to provide that you know and to be you know to have something come out of this boycott and not just you know like boycott or um you know not play just for a little bit and then nothing really comes out of it except for awareness you know I've, i'm just gonna be honest awareness is great but you know at this point in time we have a lot of awareness you know in the world at yeah. least i feel like there is a lot of awareness out there and some people may choose to believe it some people may not choose to believe it you know and so at the end of the day it comes down to making the actual change it comes down to november it comes down to every single election for every office no matter where you are you know and it comes down to making sure that you know despite being really good at you know creating awareness with the nba and you know all these other sports leagues and all these protests throughout the last couple months you know um you know now it's time to go now it's time to make something happen right these are all good but you know unless unless change like real change in specific offices happen you could expect the same same outcomes over and over again but with different people and that should be scary to people of color and to all people in general 
because that just means you know maybe the next victim is your kid maybe the next victim is your student maybe the next victim is your athlete and so no that's that's a scary thing to think about but you got to come to terms with that and be realistic with the situation at hand and know that yo look you know activism money awareness that's all great but you know we got to force some type of change and that starts with putting the right people in office absolutely and uh <clears throat> so my voice has been a little hoarse today because i was screaming and shouting out a protest yesterday but there are some very powerful statements yesterday and i think one of the most important ones was when you go to the voting poll you're not only voting for yourself right you're you're voting for the next generation of children who can't vote right now you're voting for immigrants that are denied voting you're voting for people who have transitioned you know and their id has a different picture and a different name by what they go by so transgender people are turned away you are voting for older people who might not make it out during this pandemic or their license is too old so they are turned away there are plenty of avenues for voter suppression and that's why it is your moral responsibility when you go vote to not necessarily vote for the policies that favor you, right? That I feel like that's a lot of the problem that the Republican Party has is it's, it's self-interest, okay? But when you go out and vote, it is your job as a human being to put in your vote that will better other human beings. And I thought that was very powerful and also very true. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind as you know as our listeners you know if you're in high school or you might be turning 18 right before the election this year and that's a very important lesson to know and i think something that you could take away from these athletes is you are a human being first okay you are we are all on this planet and we need to make it better for everybody especially those that that are oppressed that are murdered that are unable to make the change themselves we have to vote for the people who've been put in prison who no longer can vote or have passed felonies and they've been silenced right there's a lot going on that keeps people from voting and so you have to take your privilege or whatever amount of it you have and you have to use that to empower others and i think that's very important for our listeners to know that you're a human being first and while you may be an athlete you know even more it's risky it's going to be risky to use your platform right as an athlete to promote something we i mean when the nba boycott started you know on that wednesday that was august 20 what was that fifth august 26th yeah. four years from that date was colin kaepernick's kneel that cost him his job and he's still not in the league for it. So there's high risks, but it's the right thing to do because you are a person first and an athlete second. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, I as an athlete, like especially a young athlete, I do get, I guess I, I do get, you know, how, how you might be afraid 
moving forward if you were to speak out and you know be one of those and i'm slightly changing gears here but I, i'm just saying like as a younger athlete i do understand how you might feel some type of way about you know speaking out and being an athlete and whatnot especially if you know your sport may be a little bit less progressive you know let, let's talk football how about that you know, because i think there's there, there's definitely a lot of fear there for sure there's a reason the NFL is the way it is, right? And they they don't respond in the way that the NBA obviously does. And, you know, their stuff is more for show, right? Whatever Roger Goodell says right now about Kaepernick, you could discredit already. Because if he actually meant it, he would have done it three or four years ago. So there you go. And if he's the head guy, you know, then you can only imagine what some of these older white owners are thinking about. And I'm just being candid right here. You know with with my language and whatnot because let's be honest you know they are rich business owners a lot of them have southern roots and you know they are of that older age that um went through the jim crow era as children or something like that as well and so it is important to keep in mind who is in charge of that but as an athlete you do have a responsibility not only to yourself, especially if you're a person of color. Well, actually, no, just as a young athlete in general. But you have a responsibility to your community and all members of your community to stand up for them because they are going to get silenced. I'm going to be honest. You know, like not everyone could be a pro athlete. Not everyone could be in a spectacular athlete. You know, that's just how it goes sometimes. But if you are in a position of power like that, you know, being a great athlete, especially if you are out of high school and whatnot, you know, being maybe a four or five star, three star athlete, any star athlete for that matter, you, know, you are in a position of power where, how should I say this? I'm not going to say, you know, you're untouchable and whatnot. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, you do have a little bit more privilege having that, having that natural talent, right? And having that platform because you will have a platform. Know, if you are a good athlete and you're going to go to college or high school or what, or you're in college or high school or whatever, you will have some sort of platform. Other people may not be yes, as exemplary or as spectacular at a sport or a hobby or, you know, at whatever, you know, their voices are a little bit more prone to be silenced because they can be right. Cause they're not, they, they're not on a stage like you are. So that's why this is important for young athletes to realize that, know sure you know you might lose interest or you might lose i guess something financially or whatever in the in the short term right but long term wise you know this is for the better of all people and you if you are that dude or a girl or whatever you know you will get that opportunity if you're a real one as long as you work at it you know and find the right opportunities and whatnot I do encourage those type of athletes, you know, to, you know, to look up to guys, not, not only like LeBron James and whatnot, but maybe to guys like Chuba Hubbard, you know, who stood up for his teammates at Oklahoma state against Mike Gundy, who's somebody who I'm just going to be honest, has a problematic past. And so I would say to look up to guys like Chuba Hubbard, who don't only speak out, but are very well educated and know exactly what they're talking about. Right? Because, you know, guys like him know that, you know, this movement isn't something that's going to end or at least this movement is going to go on as long as you know people keep it going on right? once people start giving up and you know getting complacent and whatnot that's when the movement ends it'll keep going as long as somebody's standing up and 
you know, people are using their platforms for good and standing up against injustice like this and systematic racism. I'll agree. Like, what, what do y'all think about what I just said there? Was I out of pocket in pocket? I don't think it's out of pocket because it's right. Um, yeah. Okay. You, I mean, you know how I sit. Um, I sit on the side of humanitarian rights and the progress of humanity as um, a society, uh, culture, as a civilization. And we're just not moving in the right direction. So really by any means necessary, I think is progress required and demanded. Mm -hmm. well, especially in a nation that claims to be the land of the free home of opportunities. Because, you know, that's been the label for a while, but to be honest, for a while, America's been the biggest hypocrite is the biggest hypocrite. So, you, honestly, I know there are people out there that compare, you know, our situation to others. And sure, you know, I, I'll acknowledge, you know, Americans have privilege for sure compared to other nations. But our nation to claim to be, I guess, golden standard of the world and, you know, at least have that type of attitude at least that's how other nations view america and then to continue to act this way is extremely hypocritical and they should be ashamed of themselves for holding up such a fake standard and such a fake you know ideology in my opinion no you're right i mean how are you going to call it opportunity when how are you going to call call it the land of opportunity when people of color specifically african americans are pulled over five times more often during the day how are you going to call it the land of opportunity when african americans are more likely to receive longer sentences and harsher sentences for the exact same crime that white people commit how are you going to call it the land of opportunity when black people are arrested at a higher ratio and percentage according to their population than white people are how are you going to call it opportunity when a lot of african-americans with quote black names or quote black hairstyles are against company policy and they're not hired to the same jobs so yeah america's capping pretty hard and they've been capping for a very long time and you know it's thank goodness for these athletes to call it to the forefront and we continue to see if you're if you are african-american in this country you're more likely to die from police violence at, on a percentage level in in accordance to uh population so yeah. yeah they it's it's dangerous to be a to be bipoc in this country and these athletes specifically the nba and wnba have both been absolute trailblazers this year in really raising their voice in, in accordance to social activism and social justice justice and uh it's it's really important and i hope that uh the youth and the next generation of humans and athletes are all taking notes and fight for the right things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, look, I, we might, I'm not gonna lie. Like we might be expecting a little bit more out of, you know, of this next generation, maybe not college, but high school is for sure. Cause I'm just thinking about myself back, back when I first voted because um oh my gosh it's been four years now because i'll be 22 on wednesday but like years ago i do remember you know i was a senior in high school and i just turned 18 and i was voting my first election it was donald trump versus hillary clinton it was probably one of the worst ones 
you know it is probably one of the worst ones in american history to be honest and before i mean i guess before that year like i was definitely more under the impression of like oh well i'm just a high schooler right like this really doesn't like, apply to me i'm just trying to play sports right now and look i get it you know you want to enjoy your sporting career as you should right but there is and this is something that's going to come up multiple times on this podcast but there's more to life than sports or I, there's more to life than your sporting career that you know when you leave that field or when your season ends you got a whole life to live after that and even if you're leaving that field and your season's still going on and whatnot you still gotta face life and your community and the standards that you are living in and that other people are living in and so that's why it has to do with you if you're a part of any team you know and i'm speaking mostly to high schoolers now but if you are a part of any sporting team you know you're automatically a part of that community if i'm being honest because you represent that community you have the colors and the logo the nearest school in your community so that should mean something to you and it should mean something when the quality of life is lower for certain people like not even everyone but for certain people in your community that should mean something to you because that means that not everyone is getting treated right obviously and that means you know change needs to happen and that means not only are you representing community that may follow those ideologies but you're representing that community and not doing anything, even though you see it happening. Look, I'm not trying to come at you and, you know, be <clears throat> super def or have you be super defensive or anything like that. I'm just trying to state the facts here that, you know, as an athlete or any sport, you know, whoever you are, you represent your community automatically. And so that's why it should matter to you. Well, there you go. And did you have anything to add? No, not really. I mean, you guys said it all pretty perfectly. Cool. Cool. Um, I don't I don't really have anything else to add on except for if you can vote, uh, educate yourself, mm. whether you're looking up prominent BIPOC in America or in history of the world. Well, you could go through the Chadwick Bosman collection of movies and learn a lot and his biopics about prominent black figures in American history. You can go to blacklivesmatter.com and you know they have a list of resources as far as books, movies, and all documentaries that you can read or watch and call out those who are being arrogant or act, I'm not gonna call it arrogance actually, who are being harmful to BIPOC and oppressed communities. So if your if your aunt says some says some dumb hateful stuff, call them out, correct them, educate them as best as you can, and keep fighting this battle. That's what we need to do. Yep. Don't be afraid to go make a change and you know shake shake up the norm in your community if that needs to be done. Yeah. You know, obviously approach it with. You know with facts to back you up you know, and make sure that you know you got how should i say this i i don't want to just say the right intentions but make sure you know what you're doing is going to help all people for sure especially people who have been oppressed but yeah does that do it for 
our thoughts on this past week in sports and news in general and yeah, and what it means much. to uh and like we said like we said people we're we're going to be doing a lot of like focus on amateur sports you know but we're also focused on social justice because we're humans first athletes slash sport reporters and recruiters second so sure and honestly athletes like you know you should want to be a better person like coaches are going to want people on the next level or whatever they're going to want people who are educated and you know are more than just their sport so there you go all right go on cody go ahead and wrap it up yeah i was just gonna say thank you for listening to episode zero if you don't like it well (laughs) this is what it's gonna be um but in general if you know any youth athletes at the high school level or at the amateur level whose film you'd like us to review, please go ahead and do that. We specifically know a lot more about football, basketball. We're also looking for MMA and any other type of experiences. We'd love to hear from young athletes and, you know, we'd like to meet some playmakers. So you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You can also find our podcast on YouTube. Um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and a bunch of other sources. So stay tuned, share us, and keep interacting and keep fighting the good fight. Mm -hmm. It's good to be back. Good to be back. And catch us with our next episode, episode one, on Friday. Peace.